How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult. Welcome to the Unfiltered, Undiscovered, and Unorganized Podcast. Here are your unfiltered hosts, Matt Bailey and Tony Curl. Hey there, everyone, and welcome, welcome to the podcast. Now, we've had a change of name on the podcast. Before we get started, we'll break some of the formalities. A, Bailey's not with us tonight. Um, uh, I send out all my best regards to him. Something's obviously popped up and he was unable to make it tonight. Really pleased, however, we've got our special guest from last week, Tave Bragg, back with us. Hi, everybody. Tave, that was an enormous episode last week. It was just a, an amazing episode, the 60s and the 70s podcast. Thank you, um, Curly. In relation to protest songs, it was really good. But, um, but that was also the catalyst for why we've changed our name. As you know, we may have been known as Bailey and Curly Unfiltered. And Curly struggled with the unfiltered bit at the beginning <laughs> of last week's podcast. So it's now just simply unfiltered, undiscovered, and unorganized. And and we think that Perfect. that's a really good name for our podcast. So, um, so Tave, what sort of feedback did you get from any of your mates that listened to the podcast last Mate, week? Mate, every, everybody loved it. I had uh, quite a few people... Uh, Tell me that they loved it. I had quite a few people say, "What? What are you? What are you thinking about? That's that song is not shouldn't be in there." <laughs> so that was that's the sort of feedback you want, right? Yeah, you want, absolutely. You want to spark a, a discussion at the pub? I absolutely, and and I think tonight we'll do the same. As you know, I was charged with doing the eighties, and yep. I mean, mate, if you were to say you said last week, sixties and seventies are very clearly the the protest songs. Um, the, the protest decades, but man, can I tell you, oh. the 80s was phenomenal. Yeah, I had a little bit of a, a glance over the last couple of days at what I'm just wondering what you might pick, and I thought, <laughs> wow, there's such a wide range of issues in the 80s. Oh, from, it is, and um, yeah. I, I, like even um, the voice by Johnny Farnham came up there. It is a protest song, <laughs> correct? So so I, it just blew my mind once you started diving into it. So, yeah. so without any further ado, I'm going to get into this because the 80s was an amazing decade in my mind. A, I finished school and that would have been a celebration for you as well. You would have Me graduated yep. grade 12. But it was a great, de- for me, it was a great decade of music and uh, but really challenging for me to pinpoint five protest songs and really... I, I think, Curly, it's probably Australia's greatest decade musically yeah um i mean we, we were still only fairly new yeah the whole music thing we had all those great bands from the 80s. now it could be biased because you and i have, you know that's our that's our decade isn't it so <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could almost do an australian uh top five protest songs from the 80s and and you look at a lot of those songs from the 80s that are still so relevant still being heard today yeah. Um, still classics today. And, you know, I look at some of those songs from the 80s, you know, a lot of the go-betweens music. I mean, the go-betweens never charted. Um, we know that. Yep. Back back when they were, were current. And now all of a sudden we listen to things like Spring Rain and um, and whatnot and, and call them classics. And the same yeah. with the Hunters and Collectors. They weren't a big... Um, chart-topping band at the time, but now their music has just grown with the legend. So Ma- massive influence on a lot of the young artists today. I think some of those those early guys, like the, the go-betweens, especially. 
Absolutely. But the 80s were interesting. And, and, you know, when you started to look into some of the background around the 80s, politically, it was really crazy because you look at Great Britain and Margaret yeah. Thatcher and the Whew. Conservative Party were in power for the whole decade. Yeah. For the whole decade from 79 right through until 1990. Yep. In America, we had Reagan, and he took office in 81 and left office in 89 after his two terms. Yep. So conservative politics really reigned. and But then Australia sort of um, bucked the trend a little bit because we voted out the conservative in Malcolm Fraser in 83. Yes. And we brought in Bob Hawke. And um, back in 84, Bob Hawke had the highest approval rating of every any prime minister in Australia ever. So that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is amazing, yeah. And then we had Gorbachev came to power in 85. The Soviet Union was sort of thing. China weren't really a power, but during the 90s, of course, we saw the Berlin Wall torn down. We had Peter Garrett front up as the head of the nuclear disarmament. Yeah, we had nuclear proliferation, didn't we, (laughs) in the 80s? we We never knew... If the, tomorrow we'd wake up and we'd, we'd be gone. Absolutely. <laughs> and Tiananmen Square happened in, oh, in the late 80s. So yes. what an iconic decade for all that political change. And the, the first song, now I'm going to say this is not what I would call the greatest of the protest songs. These are the ones that are absolutely relevant and really key and critical to me. Yep. So not everyone is going to... Um, necessarily agree and as as we said we like having a bit of discussion that's okay so this first one was actually from a band that didn't this was a real change from what they usually wrote about and it was based around it was from 1985 and the song is a bit of a commentary about u.s president who who at the time was ronald reagan Yep. who paid a state visit to the German World War II cemetery. And um, the song is called um, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg by the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Good start.
a, a little bit different there from the Ramones. Oh, mate. Wasn't it? That but, I haven't. I, I, I've I've never really listened to that song. I've I've known the name of that song, but I've yeah. never listened to it. But you're right. Such a change from their normal. I mean, still still a two minute song like they <laughs> like they're known for. <laughs> but but normally it's the throwaway throwaway lyrics that they don't have. So that yeah, it's really political. You know what I think's interesting, Curly, is that you take a, a band, a more recent band like Green Day. Yeah. Who started out as the same, just singing, you know, about about being idiots or being, and then and then they and then they write American Idiot, a, yeah. a real a real political song. So it, it's it's a, the similarity is interesting there. It's um, I, I suppose the, it's the topic that grabs someone, you know. And one of the conversations that I had with Bailey after last week's show was that. He's now focused on writing his first protest song. So, wow, so that's it, awesome. <laughs> it's got to be what motivates you, you know. So, yeah. so that was obviously something that um, was really critical for the remote. But um, when we when we think about the eighties, there were so many things that happened in the eighties. We saw John Lennon assassinated. MTV mm. was launched. AIDS became a, a global problem. You know, a, a friend that you pointed out last week Marvin Gaye was actually shot dead by his father in 1984 in the in the yeah. 80s so the you know uh, Indian Prime Minister Gandhi was assassinated yeah. uh, the young ones do you remember the young ones love 80, the young ones 82 and 84 so yeah. you know that there was just it's such an amazing decade but uh, but once again you shared Tom Robinson last week and yes um, the, the struggles in relation to um, homosexuality at the time, and it's um, a big decade for that, wasn't it? It certainly was. You know, you know, you think about it. You've got Boy George coming through, very, yep. um, very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Adronagist? Is that it? Like uh, androgyn androgynous? That's it. Very yep. asexual, and uh, yep. but you also had Bronsky beat. So <sighs> yeah. yeah, I was so, hoping you were going to pick Bronsky beat. So let's. Yes, uh, <laughs> I love Bronsky beat. <laughs> Oh, my wife loves this song. <laughs> yeah, so this is a really interesting one because it is... Um, it's a good clip too.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. And um, very much like that film clip's a real anthology of what... Um, what yeah, um, of what, what life was. must be like. If you if you if you're born that way, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was described by one musical um, critic as an upbeat theme of liberation from a downbeat tale of homophobia, and and I yeah. think that that is a really um, good, compelling way to actually talk about that particular song, and the impact that Bronski beat actually had um, with the with the um, awareness of you know that. You know the um the the in combating homophobia. So yeah, I mean, God, it must have been a tough life for him. But lucky he could sing. Hey, that was his. You know, God. Yeah, absolutely. It's very sad. Very sad clip. Absolutely. So the next one. Now, so we're gonna come to Australia. Woo! <laughs> oh, and um, we had a fair bit to to talk about. We had a fair bit to um. We did. And um, and one of the big things that happened in this particular um, decade was the real awareness of Indigenous Australians, and um, we saw Solid Rock by Goanna come yes. out, and um, you know, but but the band I think that one well one of the bands that really led the way here was the Oils and Midnight Oil. Yep. And um, you know, I'm sure everyone is 100% familiar with uh, the Beds Are Burning song. Yep. And I always quite find it humorous that, you know, I went to see the oils at um, New South Hop back in sometime in the 80s. And um, Where did you see them, Tony? At New South Hop. Oh, so, wow. And um, they were actually headlining with Skyhooks and <laughs> it was just an amazing gig. It was just in- incredible. But Was that the 10987654321 uh, the um, tour? It, it, could have been. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. But there was actually a bit of a blue because Skyhooks wanted to be the final band on, and as oh. did Midnight Oil. So there was this really big gap after the third band, which I think was Rose Tattoo. And as they sorted out who was going to be the the actual final act, but but um, you know, you look at all the the, the people that supported the oils and. You know, I was a little bit of a, a swampy, I, I suppose, back in the 80s. And, you know, I was looking at all these, you know, um, macho sort of bogans in some respect that followed the oils. And, yeah. you know, now when you, especially now when you think back on some of the music that they were they were singing and some of the changes and the challenges to society, I just don't know if people actually got what the oils were about. Maybe. I, I saw them. Um, in the 80s, I think it was probably 84. It was definitely that tour yeah, in Townsville, little yeah. country town, yeah. <laughs> and it was like you said, it was full of macho guys, you know. Yeah. And um, he stopped in the middle of the of, of their set and, and gave a talk about, you know, what, whatever. I can't remember now, but whatever issues. And everyone was quiet. No one yelled out anything. Everyone listened. Yeah. Whether they took it in or not, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, that's an interesting point. That, that they were a pumpy pub rock band like yeah. the Angels and ACDC, but they yeah. had a message. So whether it got through or not, don't um, know. I think um, it must have. Absolutely. But it certainly gets through nowadays, I think. So. And, of course, this song is Dead Heart, which is one of their anthems. 
And um, once again, Tave, when you're starting to look at some of the lyrics of that particular song, mm-hmm. the, the, it's the, really the first part of the consciousness for the European settler here in Australia about the deep-seated roots to country that the Indigenous people have in our, in our country. Yeah, 60,000 years. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and they want to share that with us, I think, you know. So we, all we got to do is listen. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I did a fair bit of listening when I was out at Uluru recently. And um, Oh, yes, Tony. That's, yeah, but that must have been amazing. Yeah, it, it was. And I, I've never been out in deep um, country. And to see the, the caves, for, for example, around Uluru where yeah. men's business would take place and you could see where the fires that they had had blackened the ceiling. And, wow. Like it's just uh, it's phenomenal. So... Yeah, really, really um, an amazing experience. But the oils had to be in any sort of argument or discussion around um, the five protest songs of the 80s. They're, I think so, yeah, for you sure. just can't deny. Now, this next song that I'm going to play is actually one that's linked to a major event that happened in 1995. You may have remembered um, 13th of July, 1985, there was just a little gig called Live Aid. So so Live Aid was like right around the world. There were two main gigs, one at Wembley Stadium and one at Philadelphia. But the interesting thing and one that, that you know, I, I, I'm not even sure if I was aware of at the time, but there were gigs right around the world. So there was um, concerts in Soviet Union, Canada, Japan, Yugoslavia, or Austria. Australia had our own. It was Sydney. Called, yep. Yeah, Oz for Africa. And the interesting thing there, Tave, is that some of the gigs that were on that particular um, show for the Australian concert is now actually on the Live Aid YouTube channel, which I I, I wasn't aware of. So um, me neither. I have to check that out. Yeah. So there's in excess on there and whatnot, but. It was really like Live Aid. I can still remember where I was watching Live Aid. It was just one of Me those too. things. And, um, and I still reckon it's one of the most iconic openings ever of something that was so huge to bring status quo as the opening act at Wembley to sing Rocking All Over the oh, World. I loved it. And, and that still just gives me um, goosebumps, to be honest. And, you know, when you think about... Phil Collins on that day, he played Wembley. And, That's right. Um, and then he jumped on the Concord, yeah. flew to America and played Philadelphia later that night. And that's a, how big this thing was. What a, It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember, uh, I think I'd be on the floor of my mum and dad's place with my, with my mate Darren. And we just, we stayed up, watched the whole, the whole thing. Just loved yeah, it. Yeah. It was amazing. But the song that I'm going to play was actually, like, that was 85 Live Aid. The song that I was, I'm going to play is a song that we, um, was inspired by Bob Geldof. It was written by Geldof and Midura. And yep. um, it was actually released in, um, it was first recorded in 1984 in the 25th of November. And it was actually a, the chart-topping Christmas song in Christmas 1984. And, wow. of course, it's a song by Band-Aid. And yes. um, do they know it's Christmas? Oh, we're going to see some faces here. Yes, we certainly <laughs> will. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in life. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. 
and um, as, you, as you were saying, look at all those faces. You know, there's status quo, and there's a couple saw... not couple not with us anymore. Yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. And a young George Michael, yeah, um, Banana Rama. You've really got to hand it to Bob Geldof. He did some amazing work there, and we saw the likes of Bono from U2 and and whatnot during that particular clip. And how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult. You know, it was really hard for me to bypass Sunday Bloody Sunday by you 2 in this. Uh, I mean, Fair enough. It's hard. It's hard. It's only five songs. Absolutely. But but um, there's a really good lead-in to, to my next song because during that particular performance, you saw a guy called Paul Weller, right? So Paul Weller is probably one of the most um, amazing musicians and, and a, I'm a, I'm a fanboy of Paul Weller. I'm a so, massive fan so of he, Paul Weller. Yeah. So yep. he left the jam at their peak. So the jam had just released, you know, the likes of a town called Malice, so, which once again, there's another protest song. So, yep. um, so they had released a town called Malice. They came out with their, their last album, I think it was called The Gift, if my memory serves me correctly. And he'd left the jam at the peak of their um, success to form a band called Style Council with, um, you know, Mick Talbot and um, Paul's girlfriend at the time, DC Lee. And, yes. um, and once again, you, you saw a bit of a shift in the jam music so the jam went from being this really angry sort of a three-piece um inspired by the punk sort of a thing and then one of their last songs was a song called beat surrender which you know would have been um quite at home in any sort of a disco type of environment and it was like a fully flavored what i would call a fully flavored sort of musical stuff anyway so paul joined the started the style council and the, the in 1985, and once again, really privileged to have seen the Style Council during the 80s. They came and played the Horton Pavilion in oh, Sydney, wow. and we actually went. And I, I suppose this is a sign of the times too. We actually went through Radio 10, which was an AM hits radio station here in Brisbane, yeah. and they took us by bus, by wow. bus to Sydney for a Saturday night concert and then put us back on the bus Sunday morning to get oh, back to wow. prison. That would have been a great trip home. But it was it was an amaz- <laughs> it was an amazing concert and it's one that still uh, rings true. But the the song that I'm gonna play, because Paul was really quite um, inspired motor um, politically. He he wrote a number of songs, you know, whether it was from the jam days or in style council and um but the song i'm going to play is one that is just one of those songs that gets me going so i'll just adjust the volume here again so that we're right to go it's a song called walls come tumbling down
And um, that was great that, pick, Curly. That's that the was, best pick of the night. That was eighty-five, and that was um, I'm, I'm presuming it was the same tour that I was able to see. And wow, mate, two things that stand out to me during watching that is Mick Talbot's keyboard, the way that it rocks. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I've got a lot. I I had a secret crush on DC Lee. She is just one of the coolest chicks that I that I know. So, mate, how, that's a great. So I, I mean, I never really knew the detail of those lyrics. I mean, I knew just from the title that it was, you know. And obviously, like we talked about before, the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. Um, in that decade. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that is such. It's it's a it's a. It's a barb wrapped in in uh, velvet, isn't it? It's yeah. a velvety, loose, everyone's dancing, lovely song, but then you tune into those lyrics and, and that's and it, just... It's and it's still relevant today, absolutely. like we talked about last week. Absolutely critically relevant today, the, the concept about being united and standing up. And you yep. know, in those days, we were distracted by the colour TV and the video as per the lyrics, and now it's social media and iPhones and yes that's what's distracting us from actually picking up uh, some of this stuff so so that was the five and the, what well, I a... think you did fantastic mate and that and you know what uh, I was thinking in my head today what fives you gonna pick and with yeah I, I wouldn't have had any of those <laughs> but I would but I cannot deny that they any of those deserve to be in there that's just fantastic yeah. mate so, so with that, what were some of the? I mean, I had a whole list of ones that I. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you some of the things I had on my list. Um, yeah. Uh, I had two tribes go to war. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest hits of that decade. That is a protest song. It was probably born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Yep, absolutely. That was which note? Which it's one of the most misinterpreted songs because everyone just hears that chorus. Yep. Born in the USA, and they think it's a typical American thing. But and and all and Reagan played it at, at his yeah. something. At, <laughs> but it was a dig at Reagan. Uh, it was economic. a dig at Reagan. It didn't it just listen to the chorus. <laughs> Don't just listen to the chorus, people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Absolutely, but in Australia, you had you mentioned Solid Rock, you mentioned Midnight Oil. Um, there was also Red Gum had a song called "I Was Only 19. Yep, that was so close. That was number two there yeah. for so long because it's it's one of my favourite songs, and it's one of the ones that you can't help but get emotional to. Yeah, yeah, but it is kind of of a specific time. So yeah, yeah. I think the ones you picked are really universal things. Yeah. Um, another one I had that I really love, it's because I love this band, and it's by the Warumpi band, and it's called oh. Black Fella, White Fella. Hang on, hang on. I was. You just, a, it's you, a great clip if you've got time to play you it. Just hang on there, young man, because. <laughs> I love this song. Yes! Are you the one who's gonna stand up and be counted? Are you the one who's gonna stand up and be counted? 
Yeah. Once again, I was leaving that to the end because I see that as a real um, a song of hope. Um, it, it was a song of um, that obviously was in in the mid eighties, but I, yeah. I still think it's one of those just classic songs oh. from Australians. How Australian does it sound? Yeah, and it's just it, to to me, it's a it, it it really is a song of hope. It doesn't matter what race, what religion. It just yeah. just be good good people and just be uh, nice to one another. It, it was. Interesting, because once again, in that research that we do for these shows, is that there's a wonderful clip on YouTube with the Midnight Oil did a outback tour with these guys, the Warumpi Band, yep. and just the story of the Warumpi Band is is an amazing story in itself, right? Yeah. So it um, so there's a song that starts off with an acoustic version of Black Fella, White Fella. Right. And and it moves into one of their, you know, um, Red Dirt concerts and then it transforms into Peter come to, Peter's up there singing Blackfella, oh. Whitefella with um with the lead singer from the Warumpi band and, and um I did write his name down but I've forgotten it right now. But and then Peter starts doing his you know, Peter Garrett starts doing his dancing yeah. style. And then it transforms into the dead heart, and it's an amazing. Wow! Have is, a look at it, that. It, it goes for about seven minutes, so um, it, it' incredible because the Warumpi Band that song was released by the Warumpi Band. It's been remastered back recently, but it was also on a B side of one of the Oil songs. Yeah, yeah, they they did release it. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Um, I've got a Warumpi Band single. Yeah. It's called Out of Jail. Yeah, it's, it's got also got a there's a like a language name for it as well. That, but I, I can't. That's cracker. But they're hard. They're rare. They're hard to find. I'd, and I'd obviously, it. he also wrote My Island Home, which everyone knows is Christina New. But that was yeah. also Warumpi Band. We got one more, another song, Curly, that I had on my little short list. Yeah, and it just makes it into this decade. This came out in about 1988, and it's by NWA. Okay. The the rap band from America. Yep. And it's called Fuck the Police. <laughs> and it's about the police brutality and which you know black it's a black lives matter early black lives yep. matter thing. And the only radio station in the world that played it was Triple J. Wow. And they played it on rotation for about a week and then and I can't, despite my connections, I can't find out who, but some South Australian Liberal senator complained and they had to stop playing it. So what they did was they protested Triple J. They went on strike and they just played one of their other songs on rotation for a whole 24 hours with <laughs> little things in between saying the reason we're on strike is because the national government wow. won't let us play what we want to play. Wow, isn't that um, there's protest just in itself, isn't it? So, so, and I've got to do a shout out to two songs that you know are near and dear to me. One's a song called Pig City, um, from which was you know, both of these songs, funnily enough, are about the Joe Bajelki Peterson Crown Police um, Task Force back in the day, and you know, released eight late 70s, but really became prominent in the 80s. One yeah. was called Pig City by a band called Pig City. And um, the other one was a song called Task Force by a band called Razor. And Razor was like the local punk band. And both of them took really big pot shots at the, at the police in Queensland. And it was interesting. Back in 2007, I went to see a, um, an outdoor gig at uh, Queensland University called Pig City. Yeah, and and it had bands like the Saints. The Saints reformed for that particular gig. The Saints would have had some protests. I guess they're the seventies, though, aren't they? Yeah, they, they. You know, yeah. I think um, Ed Cooper has got um, a lot of angst within him, and so a lot of his songs are, are always got little hidden meanings. But in two thousand and seven, it's the, the first time that Cooper and 
um, Bailey got back on stage together and it was wow. once again an amazing gig. But, you know, the Riptides played that particular day and, um, you know, a lot of bands that I, I loved, like Ups and Downs, were, were there as well. But the interesting thing was during that, it was probably mid-afternoon, you've had a couple of sherbets and you're just starting to chill out. And all of a sudden these old guys, you know, people in cardigans, right, came yeah. out on stage and... And Pig City starts with this really fantastic bit of saxophone. And um, I was sitting there, standing there with my mates because it was almost like shoulder to shoulder. And one of my, one of my mates turned to me and he said, whose grandfather's that? And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Pig City, they started playing. It was the band that played Pig City. It was wow. the guys that put it together. And he, he my mate That's was cool. taking pot shots at him and, and they're... Um, the grandpa, the grandfather, and whatnot, but it was a, it's such an amazing, um, you know, Brisbane was just a hotbed of um, what a time to be alive in Brisbane! Wow, absolutely. But, but also, another band that I really struggled to leave out was a band called Spy versus Spy in Sydney. Yes, which one were you going to pick of theirs? I had one on my list. I, I, I think Don't Tear It Down is, yes. is one of their classic songs and you know why some of these bands didn't make it is totally beyond me Tave but but that was all about that Sydney um, architecture that was being lost because they just continued to tear down yeah and, and put up new buildings so yeah well they they stayed in um, that what's it called when you stay at a abandoned building um yeah like swatting. Yeah, squatting. Yeah, they were like squatters. The whole band were. Yeah, they had another song about a girl who got murdered. I think in the like, she was involved in some of the police corruption in Sydney at that time. Like all that yeah. underworld, yeah, underworld stuff that was going on. And they had a song about that. But they, he was good for a, a protest on that guy, wasn't he? The, oh, the, wasn't the lead he singer, and bass player. And once again, just pumpy pub rock. Yeah, and, and it just grabbed you. So I saw them. I saw them at, at live in Townsville at the Del Ripple Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> For all oh, our Townsville listeners, the old deli. So the deli <laughs> still go in the deli. I don't think I, it has that great room. That was a great room yeah, at the deli. I, I think the the um, you know I and, and as you know, but many of the listeners won't. I moved to Townsville in '88 and and left probably the three best years of my life back in Brisbane, but. Um, but I remember going to see Painters and Dockers at JCU. Yeah. And um, I, I brought my wife to be at that particular time and she had never seen a mosh pit, never seen anything like that. Oh. And she actually left the concert to go sleep in the car because it was just too full on for her. And um, and I remembered seeing the Hoodoo Gurus at the Crown Hotel and that was, you know, the Crown had two levels in those days and it was, that was just an amazing experience as well. But they're probably the only two bands I, I, I can remember seeing in Decent Obsession on a Sunday session oh, at the Crown. I remember them. <laughs> well, I see, I grew up there, so I saw I saw everybody, you know. Yeah. Everybody from that, that 80s time pretty much. Um, and yeah, it was a good venue at Bludgers Club and at the Uni Bar. Absolutely. I played out there a few times as well as support acts. We actually supported the models. Yeah. There. Wow. Yeah, they were pretty good. And the, the Hoodie, we saw, saw the Hoodie Gurus there. They were loud, man. A really yeah. loud band. Yeah. yeah. And and just the stage presence of someone like Brad Shepard was just enormous. And. And Dave Faulkner, just that, you never knew what sort of hairdo he, you know, back in the days it was all like gelled out and then he, yeah, but um, great memories of the gurus. Now, I do have one more song to play before we cool. close up tonight. And this was, um, you know, we talked about the young ones, right? Yeah. And the young ones and, you know, my daughter and I still sit down and watch the young ones. The young mm -hmm. ones just in so many ways changed comedy and it was such a dark comedy in so many ways. And and once again, I can remember I was living in a house at Tawong there in Brisbane opposite the, the cemetery there and, you know, I think it was played, the young ones were either an ABC or an SBS show at 11 o'clock at night. And, and ABC. We would, yeah, and we would stay up and we'd watch it and it was just the, the most amazing experience. But part of the young ones crew was a guy called Alexi Sale. So... Alexi Sale is not oh, no. necessarily known for his oh, protest but, songs, yeah. 
although he did have a bit of fun with his music. And I don't necessarily have the film clip, the original film clip for this, because it is an absolute classic. I like but, Tropical Fish. But he wrote a song called Pop-Up Toasters about the racial harmony in the world today. And it really is just, or has always been one of my favourites. So here we go. There's a lot of racial trouble in the world these days. Blacks and whites, Russians and Afghans. I don't know why they pick on them, I think they're really nice dogs. But there's only one device that can solve all this racial conflict. What is it? Is it a big melting pot? No! Is it a model railway set? No! Is it a pop-up toaster? Yes! In white times you come out brown Pop up, pop up, pop up toasters You hit the roof and then you spin around Pop up, pop up, pop up toasters What Maggie needs is a pop up toaster Stick her head in and see her roaster Then she won't be so much of a poster About being the colour of a new straw poster You got in white times you come out brown Pop up, pop up, pop up toasters You hit the roof and then you spin around Pop up, pop up, pop up toasters. You can keep your lovers and your own style preachers. Social workers and comprehensive teachers. Politicians and the sort of slimy creatures. I owe my allegiance to Morphe Richards. everybody now obviously you can't solve the world's racial problems by singing along with the simplistic lyric contained in a song oh no you got to do the dance as well so i want everybody to do the pop up toaster first you have to think of yourself as a slice of bread you can be homemade like don't mind second you gotta put your hand on your head that's the round thing on the top of your neck where all the nonsense comes out third you gotta press down and then fourth you gotta jump up in the air and go boing one thick bread two Hand on head. Three. Press down. Four. Goodbye. Four. Got a key to racial harmony. Can't you see how good it would be if it was for the pop up, pop up, pop up toasters, pop up, pop up, pop up toasters, pop up, pop up, pop up toasters. Don't knock the toasters. Okay. I uh, trust you to bring something <laughs> crazy and weird in. I've never seen before in my life. I <laughs> the keep... only thing I remember of him was a song, something about, I keep tropical fish <laughs> in my underpants. Yeah. That's it. The only thing I remember of him, wow, Curly, you did it. He, I knew he, there'd be something. He, he wrote some classics. And, I mean, how many other songs would there be out there that's got kazoos in them? I mean, seriously. And Yeah, like about a dozen kazoos, <laughs> the sound of it. <laughs> But um, I, I love that word, that, that line where he says, you can't solve the world's racial problems by singing <laughs> no, along with you got to do a dance as well. <laughs> hey, you know what? Oh, it's, um, it's absolutely true. But, yeah, the it pop-up is. toaster, very hard to find anywhere. It is on YouTube. And, and once again, as always, all the links for these songs will be in the show notes. So, so I think okay. next week, I'm not quite sure where Bailey's at, but I think that we either had another special guest coming on, um, Sean from the Ritzy Kids, or okay. uh, whether we're doing the 90s protest song. So Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. So if you, if you need me, I'll be here. Mate, once again, um, Tave, been a real pleasure having you as a special guest tonight. Thank you, and well done, Curly. <laughs> Mate, really, 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 I can see you really did your research there. It's great. Uh, I hope people enjoy it because I, I did. I actually, um, I'll, I'll probably be in the bad books with my wife because she wanted 99 red balloons in there as well. Oh, ma. Yeah. So the, the German version. Well, yeah. And once again, you do research on that song and the English version isn't an exact replica of the German version, as, as obviously yeah. you're aware. But they come to the same conclusion, so that the mm. war is not a good thing. So, but yeah, so I had to miss that one out. Sorry, my darling. So I hope that that's okay. So, so 
I hope everyone's enjoyed that. That was the My Five protest songs from the 80s. As I said, you've been listening to the unfiltered, undiscovered, unorganised podcast. So unorganised that we missed our co-host tonight, Matt Bailey. Get well. I know you're still in lockdown. I know that, um, you know, stuff's happening. So stay true to yourself. Be Get healthy. I hope he's okay. Yep. Tave, once again, special guest. And for everyone else... One thing I do have to mention, I've we've created two playlists in Spotify. One is called the Unfiltered Protest Songs. So if you search on Spotify for Unfiltered, that one will come up. And that includes all those songs that Tave walked through last week, as well as some of the songs that I discarded in my journey today. But what I'll be doing tonight is adding the five that I chose. Now, it's a public playlist, so I believe that people can add their own. So if you do have a protest song um, that is near and dear to your heart, of course, add it to the to the public playlist called Unfiltered Protest Songs. Yeah, that's but good. Anyway, Maybe we could review a few of those at, some, at a point in the future somewhere. Absolutely. That would be awesome to do. So if there's in, if there are any... Um, songs out there that you want to add to that playlist, feel free to do that. The other playlist that we've started is the Undiscovered playlist. So there you'll find Matt's songs, you'll find Tave's songs, you'll find um, Sean from the Ritzy Kids songs. Um, I put out a, a couple of songs into that playlist from a guy called Roy Casino, who is a, a an old colleague of mine back from the from my petrol days. And Roy's going through some tough times with COVID. He's um, had some real serious um, health issues with people around him. So, you know, once again, uh, I hope things are, are improving for you, Roy. But Roy's got some classic little pop songs, and I've added them into that particular playlist. So if you are an undiscovered artist and want to add your songs into that playlist as well, do it. And, you know, we'll talk about it on the podcast. So, so. Undiscovered, unfiltered, and um, if you look up those terms, you'll find those particular playlists. Thanks again, Tave. It's been a wonderful Thanks, pleasure. Thanks and for having we'll, me. We'll see everyone again next week. Bye for now. See ya. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 